Hello, Earth Angel. Um, this room might be very echoey, so the echoey kind of sometimes annoys me, um, personally, so yeah, for some reason I feel like disclaiming that, but it's also, sometimes echoes are really, really good for podcasts, but anyhow, today we're going to be talking about shame, um, some of these podcast episodes that are more targeted towards life experiences of mine, or trauma, or old friends of mine, or old Lovers of mine, it's really, really hard to gauge who's going to listen to what and how I can show up vulnerably, also putting up a wall, also protecting myself type of energy. Um, So, because a lot of people that um, sometimes I speak of on here, moving through connections with them or trauma that we've thrown at one another or, you know, something like that, it's it's hard to even speak about on here because I don't know if they're going to listen. Um... And so, yeah, I was trying to do one on gaslighting, but I ended up not posting that because I keep judging myself on their judgments or other people that know me or the person that I was with's connection. Um, and so I've been really taking a break from this podcast because I feel like I can't show up authentically and I've been really judgmental towards myself. Um, and I've noticed that some of my followers have gone down, so I'm like, oh, I might as well give up. I get discouraged, even though my podcast has grown more than I ever thought I ever would, um, and I know that this podcasting is part of my calling for whatever way it's going to grow, um, the way that it's going to and when it's going to. So I have to stop being hard on myself for the way that it's going to shift right now because when it's meant to reach people that it's supposed to, it will no matter what. And so, yeah, today we're going to be talking about shame. I've been taking notes on shame. I'm going to talk about my own shame feelings. I never even noticed that I held a lot of um shame in my body until I started therapy my therapist like um yeah so you're working through shame and I was like I don't even know what that feels like I don't know what that looks like I don't know what you're talking about and she was trying to talk me through it, and I still didn't understand until this week it really sunk in what shame feels like and um shame is this cold feeling when I'm gaslit it's I have to abandon myself and so this goes really hand in hand with gaslighters so I think I'm gonna do shame first and then do a gaslighting narcissism episode um just because they go very hand in hand um and so yeah that's all i'm gonna say for right now let me open up my journal to the page that i want to begin on so this is a journal page that i started um so i did some work the other day and i felt gaslit by this person that i um was doing some work with in a way that I, I'm a very compassionate person. If you make a mistake, I'm, you know, not going to care um, because you're human and I make mistakes and I don't want to be judged for it. And so this person, you know, wasn't on time one time and I was like, okay, I don't mind. I tried communicating about it. It kind of got brushed under the rug. I was like, cool. So it kind of felt like a mutual thing. Like if I'm not on time, you're not going to be upset at me type of situation um, because they didn't care that they were late. And so I didn't care that they were late either. I was reading the room in my opinion um and then I was pretty much on time like maybe one or two minutes late which is not a big deal for the situation that we were doing the chore for morning and then they like they were there early had everything set up and I was really overwhelmed because they started judging me they were like you're late and we were supposed like they didn't say that but they said it in a very undermining way and I was just like I am confused because I am two minutes late when before you were like 20 minutes late because there was miscommunication beforehand. I was like, why are we not just brushing under the rug because there was no communication? Um, and so I became confused. They started making me feel bad. They started like gaslighting me in ways of like, um, you need to be on time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you've not been on time. You can't just expect something out of me and then not do the same thing. I was confused. I was pissed off. I abandoned myself and did not stand up for myself. I just said, okay. And I just got quiet when I should have been like, I thought that I was on time and I'm confused. All I said was, okay. And I let this person win. And we did not communicate about it because it felt unsafe to communicate. I felt like there was going to be an argument and I did not want there to be an argument at that time because I was already having like a weird rough morning. And so then I abandoned myself again instead of communicating my needs and my feelings. And so I felt automatically a lot of shame because I, again, just abandoned myself. And I felt so stupid. I was like, are you shitting me? Like, Hallie, like you you did it again. You did not stand up for your needs. And then um, 
I just feel shameful for the love that I have for people. Like, when I like somebody, I like them, and I'm not going to be, it's not going to be, like, in a way, weird way where I'm, like, I need you, but it's, like, if I like you, I'm going to let you know it, and I would like to communicate about it, um, and I've done that with people that I'm, like, not even super close with, but when I like somebody, it's a very passionate love, um, even if I don't know them super well, I want to know you, and I'm curious about you, and that curiosity turns into this aspect of, um, and to loving, n- mixing the word loving and knowing you so I've been embarrassed for the way that I've loved people in the past or the way that I want to know people more now romantically um or the way that I've loved before and so I felt shame for the way of being like never apologize for your feelings you can apologize for your actions but not your feelings and so that quote was going through my head where I was like oh I feel so much shame for almost like throwing myself at these people but I wasn't I was just being passionate in the way that I love like Um, If I like you, I will write love letters to you. I will write poems to you. I will send really beautiful music to you. Um, I'm like a deep, hearty romantic. And um, sometimes people don't understand that. And I feel like I'm being annoying. And if they don't communicate that they like it or that they don't like it, they don't tell me, um, then I just feel like I'm being too much and I'm being annoying. And so I've, I've just been feeling shameful for the amount of feelings that I have when I like somebody. Um, and so I I felt ashamed for um, this past romantic connection that I had with somebody where I felt very, very vulnerable towards them and then I felt used and I'm sure they feel the same way um, in ways and I felt a lot of shame towards that connection and putting myself out there, putting my body out there, putting my emotional and mental state out there and having everything kind of crumble in front of me. I felt ashamed of that. I felt ashamed of um, being vulnerable towards some of my family members and them just being assholes to me when I needed them the most. I felt so much shame just this other day where my morning was rough with that person I was working with and everything started crumbling. I was like, so this is what shame is. This is what my therapist was talking about and so I started googling what a shame and um different types of shame and where shame is you know in the spectrum of negative quote-unquote emotions because there's no such thing as good or bad it's just experience so I don't like saying this is a positive emotion this is a negative one but negative it's a lot harder to process and positive it almost doesn't feel real um so that's a little bit of a density and ebb and flow is within itself um and so yeah I'm just gonna kind of skim through my notes right here of my journal page and read what I feel like sharing um in my full vulnerable authenticity and then we can kind of like you know I guess go from there and you know see what unfolds to this episode so I wrote on June 14th I think today's the 15th yes this is yesterday morning I feel shame I feel it in my chest and I want and it wants to become anxiety I feel shame for being oh also when I'm like silly or like goofy or laughy I've always been told that I am annoying um, for like laughing like even in my family when I laughed around them they're like you're in la la land again and I was like no I'm just happy so I hold a lot of shame around dancing because also one time I danced when I was feeling a lot of hard emotions instead of yelling at somebody and they shamed me for that um and they were like we need to talk and I was like I don't want to talk right now I just want to dance through my emotions and they're like no you can't do that and so now I feel shamed for or I feel ashamed and embarrassed for now dancing when I feel a lot of emotions because when I stood up for myself and I said I didn't want to talk it blew up into something so much more and then I felt like my feelings were invalidated I felt like you know my no was not validated and so I felt shame there because I didn't stand up for myself and I just ended up talking and you know not fully doing what I wanted to fully do I felt because I was scared of them being upset at me and so that started unraveling so when I'm like silly with my friends um and I'm goofy and I'm laughy and I'm loud I feel a lot of shame um I'm scared people are gonna think I'm stupid when I'm loud and I'm silly that's what I wrote down I said um I feel um I feel shame for being silly and others thinking that I'm stupid because also as a child, starting at a very young age, I don't know how I attracted this, but I've, I've been told stupid so many times, like, being called that. 
um, that when things validate that experience, my inner child feels so sad. And so I'm trying to just like rewrite that story that I'm not stupid. I'm just fun loving. Um, and that I'm also scared people think I'm an idiot or I'm incompetent or I'm illiterate because I've literally been told all those things towards me. I also talked way too much as a child because I was an extrovert to get any kind of grasp of attention because I didn't get that at home. So my teachers literally wrote down on, on a note card what I could talk about and what I could not. I've always been known as like the bad child, like in classes. I was put at this table called the shenanigans table in middle school where because I was too loud and too talkative. Um, I've been thrown out in hallways by teachers because I was too loud and too talkative. So yeah, loud, idiot, stupid, all these bad words I've been told. Um, too loud, too annoying, too much, um, taking up too much space. So I'm really trying to rewrite all of that and I'm not letting anybody else's stories to write mine, but saying I'm taking this all back. It all happened for me. I'm learning from it and I'm learning to love myself through that process. Um, because most like and then I wrote down here, most of my family told me that I was all those things. Um, I wrote down, I feel ashamed for having always um, abandoned my needs in order to make well I said some piece some didn't want to come out of my mouth though I guess <laughs> also I'm talking really fast right now I'm very passionate about this podcast episode um so I'm trying to get all things out of my head before I forget them I guess because I also think sometimes I'm gonna run out of time and I'm also trying to tell myself that I'm not and that whatever's supposed to come out of my mouth will come out and do timing and it's safe um and nobody another thing that's a trigger for me is I've been in these romantic connections with people the past two people I've been romantic with where I felt like I had to rush my statement because they were waiting for me to be done talking um and so they would talk really really fast and so I talked really really fast because they would get bored easily with what I had to say and they would go on their phone or they would get distracted or start talking about something else and so I felt like I had to rush what I said in order to be heard and seen in any way so I'm also trying to rewrite that story. I'm unpacking a lot of stuff for you guys right now, but this is what I'm moving through right now. Um, 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 I'm ashamed of every goddamn mistake I have ever made, even though they were all accidents. Um, that's a big thing, like dropping things. Like whenever I dropped something in my household, I was screamed at for it. Or they were like, never lie to me. But I learned that if I, if I didn't lie, I would have a worse punishment than if I did lie. Like, if I, I remember one time dropping the inside of like a microwave, like a glass plate in a microwave for that like turns the item that's in there and being like punished for that. And I was like, it was an accident. And they're like, no, you're just stupid. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, and no respect. What the fuck? I was a... 10 year old child that had buttery fingers for making cookies and you called me stupid for dropping a glass plate that's not okay so I'm trying to I wrote down that like all the shame it makes me angry um I feel so bad for younger me that she didn't have the privilege of knowing these things um to have compassion for herself that now I can try to give to her um I wrote down, I'm so fucking done. No, I will listen to me and not apologize for my goddamn existence. Yes. Amen to that. Yesterday me was just on a rampage right in my journal. I'm just trying my best. I am just trying my best. I am human and I'm trying my absolute hardest to try to be perfect when I am not because I'm not supposed to be. Um, I will follow my gut. I will listen to me. And if all is well and everyone is safe, we're all good. As long as everybody's okay, then everybody's good. They can take a freaking chill pill and sit down. I now release shame. I wrote bye to shame. And then um, these are more human things that I feel shame for. And then I'm also going to read things that people feel shame for. So through my internet presence. So I wrote on one of my polls on Instagram. I was like, hey, when do you feel shame um, or like a little thing where they could like drop down like in a little comment where they feel shame. And so I'm going to read some really human things right after I write down my really human thing where I also feel shame. This shame is a shame called, um, hold on. So there's a shame called transcendent shame. Um, and it's a lighter type of shame. It's very fleeting and often not, um, a huge problem it's like when you make a mistake 
in your workplace and it's like, oh, I accidentally stapled tomorrow's work with today's work. Something you can easily undo. Um, and so I'm going to talk about transcendent shame in my experience um, because I was just talking about this other shame, the deeper shame that I feel. It's called vicarious shame. I, vicarious shame? Vicarious shame? Um, yeah, so the deep shame around my existence, around being called stupid, around um, making mistakes, around romantic connections, that's called vicarious shame. It's feeling shame on the basis of someone else. Um, and then I'll get into how that connects to narcissists and gaslighters. But that's what I was just talking about again is vicarious shame. It's deep shame. It's trauma shame. Transcendent shame is shame where it kind of dissipates within the next few hours where it's like, oh, I can laugh about it. It was a silly little thing. Um, so yeah, this is my uh, transcendent shame thing. I feel ashamed for having armpit hair. I feel ashamed for gaining weight. I feel ashamed for being estranged from my family sorry i could not read my cursive there for a minute i feel ashamed for i guess feeling estranged from my family is kind of a deeper shame um and i can also talk about my experience with that if i don't run out of time i feel ashamed for not speaking up for myself more and learning um and letting other opinions dictate my life i feel ashamed for not knowing how to um i don't have my license and a lot of people shame me for that. They're like, you need your license. And I'm like, uh, maybe I do. But at the same time, I don't want to pay for gas, especially for this point in capitalism. <laughs> I will get by <laughs> somehow. Um, but I feel really ashamed for not having my license. And that's also pretty embarrassing for me. And I think right now I'm really embarrassed and I really I wish I could take that out. But it's shame. And so I'm trying to release it. Um and for not being better and more perfect, um, I'm ashamed for not being in a relationship because society thinks that you need to be in a romantic relationship in order to actually be human. Um, I'm ashamed for not um, sharing more positivity on my podcast or posting more, but I'm also ashamed of being too open and being too vulnerable, and I'm ashamed of allowing myself to get hurt. Um, and I feel a lot of shame for liking two people that one was in my life and one, actually both were in my life. Um, so yeah, and then the reason why we feel shame, so this is getting in, into the psychology. So shame is a motive and that's why we often hold on to shame. So a lot of people hold on to shame to propel them forward, to, um... Like, if you did bad one time and you're trying to prove to your parents something, you'll make your you'll be ashamed of yourself to propel yourself better to be good in school, or to be better at a sport. So it's a motive. Um, often, like people will break up with somebody and then all of a sudden they'll have a glow up because the shame of what had happened between you and the other person will propel you forward to become a better person to prove to the other person that you're better than them. Um, things like that. So it's a motivator behavior. Um, so basically shame as a motive comes in forms of defensiveness and anger and depression and anxiety, eating disorders, or low self-esteem. Um, so yeah, if you're really defensive, I know some people that are super, super defensive when they feel a lot of shame um, and they will literally snap back at you. They will scream back at you. That's because they feel a lot of shame in the moment. Like when somebody gets upset, they will take it out on somebody else because they're feeling a lot of shame. Um, they will feel anger. I feel like defensiveness and anger goes pretty hand in hand or they get super depressed. That's my type of thing. When I feel a lot of shame, I will shut down and I will probably cry and I will cry for a while because I feel so embarrassed and shameful over my existence that I will literally hide from anybody and everybody because I feel so overwhelmed with being human. Um, or anxiety, or I'll get really bad anxiety and start to have a panic attack when I feel a lot of shame. So that's my two ways that I get it. Or eating disorders, I also get that. So when I feel a lot of shame, I'll either not eat at all, or I will binge eat. And not binge eating, it's not like bulimia where you eat till you puke. I I will just eat until my stomach hurts. So I guess you can consider that eating disorder. Um, and those are my way that shames that shame comes up, but it's pretty prominent in ways of defensiveness and anger and low self-esteem. Um, so the next part is learning more about shame. 
So shame is self-conscious emotion that's arising from the sense that something is fundamentally wrong about oneself. I'm going to read that one more time. Shame is self-conscious emotions arising from the sense that something is fundamentally wrong about oneself. So if you think something's wrong with you, you're often feeling shameful for your existence. Um, shame is harsh self-evaluation um, over things that you have no control over. So we also, we feel shame over things we cannot control when we literally cannot control it. So when you feel a lot of shame, a really good affirmation for you is, I let go of the need of control. Um, next is shame is rooted from the message from others in childhood. This is a really deep one. So that's where most of my shame comes from. It's not a surface level, but it's a really deep thing. Like I said, where it comes straight from childhood. And so when I feel shame, I feel a lot of emotions that arise. And so I often shut down and I will get angry, um, sometimes, but it's usually depressed, anxious, or I will overeat or I will not eat at all. Um, personally um shame is held in the limbic part of your brain i do not know enough about that but if you're curious please look it up because i did not take notes um the core of shame is the feeling that you are worthless or you are flawed um empathy is the opposite effect of shame so if you want to shut down shame be more empathetic and compassionate towards you and yourself it's a huge part of letting go of shame um in psychology there's this thing called the constellation of negative emotions or positive emotions and so here's just a little constellation map that i wrote in my journal that i'm going to try to explain in imagery or i'm not i'm just gonna well yeah imagine this is a constellation there is a sector of negative or positive imagine that as a color and a word and then little sectors going off of that if you can so um basically everything that falls under the negative um constellation um map is shame fear horror anger and guilt and they are most common for trauma survivors um also i want to quickly give a reminder that emotions is just energy in motion so when you start to feel something sit down breathe into it and say this is an energy that's going in motion how can i look at it can i slow it down can i speed it up can i play around with this feeling and that will give us some spaciousness um so positives is um positive um emotion constellation is love happiness pride hope empathy faith and joy and so the opposites of that is hate regret sadness shame fear anger and guilt as well as horror. Um, I really want to like dive more into each of these, except whenever I do that, I was going to rabbit holes and then get lost. So I'm just going to keep going at the pace that I am, sharing all the good information that I am, because I feel really good about this episode, like I said. Um, so the next is how to let go of shame. So um, first is looking at the pain of where shame is coming from. So one, become observant of how you um react to yourself so when you feel shame what are you feeling anger are you feeling um discouragement are you feeling um sadness are you feeling i guess sadness and depression will go hand in hand are you feeling anxious what are you feeling next is give yourself compassion or empathy say i'm trying my best i could either sit here and be upset at myself or i can just let it go um do a mindful thing whether that's doing the dishes and feeling the water run on on your fingertips and feeling the soap suds um form around your hands or brushing your teeth in a really slow motion or just walking and noticing the way that the gravel sounds underneath your rubber soles um sit in that shame sit in that fucking feeling and what does it feel like what does it look like what color is it what texture is it and when i say this i say it in all honesty like whenever i tell people this they'll come to me with something and they'll be like you know how do i do this what would you recommend and i'm like okay set with that feeling like i know you want to run from it but set with it ask it the color the texture maybe the smell and then what all, all of those things mean to you and sometimes people just start joking and i'm like oh no i'm serious like, this is not a laughing matter. I'm gonna, you're gonna sit there. If you're asking my opinion, you're gonna sit there with that feeling and you can recite it back to me. Um, and then the next one, 
that's really, really hard. The last step is asking for help. Ask for somebody to sit with you through that shame, for you to speak about it. Um, even if they can't reciprocate anything back to you, just speaking to somebody, getting it out of your head will help you so much. So the next thing is the core of shame. Um, the core of shame is a deep belief that you are flawed and that there is, um, and, and so there, I don't even know what I wrote right here. Basically, the core of shame is a deep belief that you are flawed um, and that there's no room for you. You're not allowed to be flawed. That's what you keep telling yourself. Um, this stems from the fearful attachment memories. Uh, ooh, that one's really, really good that I might elaborate on a little bit. Um, the So the stems from the fearful attachment to memories of things. And so... I mean, when a memory sticks to the inside of your brain, that's kind of what I see it as. Um, we will replay it over and over and over and feel so much shame. And so one that's really, really prominent in society, especially for women, is um, sex, sexuality, our bodies, um, what people have made comments towards our bodies in these intimate times or the way that we performed or the way that men have performed um or not even just like in straight connections but any kind of um gay or any other you know range of love between two humans and so that's a really big one that I got a lot of responses on when I did that thing on my Instagram story as well that I'm going to be talking about but yeah so it stems from an attachment um to a memory that you keep replaying in your brain and you keep cringing at um so that's shame that's embarrassment and um that's where the core of shame comes from if you um feel unlovable you are experiencing the core of shame as well so the core of shame also feels like you can't be loved and um i almost said something really vulnerable i don't know if i'm ready to share with the internet though but that's something that i struggle with a lot i'm not a perfectionist but i am when it comes to romantic connections i think that the person has to be perfect um they have to teach me something and all these things and if they don't check most of the boxes um, sometimes I will make excuses for them um, just because they're giving me some attention though and that's also where I feel a lot of shame is so either my standards are way too high or they're way too low and um, romantic connections are just a really weird place in society and honestly I don't have much advice on that because I have a really weird connection with romantic relationships in my lifetime so yeah so next we're going to get into um, shame equals people become narcissists and then narcissists turn into gaslighters or really narcissists and gaslighters I believe go hand in hand um so shame makes your brain believe that it's in physical danger um so basically shame is a mental and emotional abuse and it thinks you're in physical danger so um it will trigger your fight flight freeze or frown so fight, of course, is fighting back, punching, throwing, blacking out, angry, um, you know, to d- try to defend yourself if you could not get out of the situation as a child. Um, flight is basically running, running as fast as you can, getting out of there, hiding, that. Um, freeze is staying right there, being quiet, not doing anything. I think I do, I used to argue back a lot and that never got me anywhere except more emotional abuse as a child. So I learned to hide in my room or to just say okay and allow them to continue emotionally abusing me or to frown and that's basically deflecting, just deflecting back the thing and not taking accountability or not talking about it. Um, That's frowning and we hold a lot of shame around frowning. Um, So shame from childhood will create gaslighters because they have no sense of um, oneself and so they deflect. It's basically yeah um this this was a big one that when i realized this i was like wow that's why these two things go hand in hand shame and gaslighting is i'm going to say that again shame from childhood will create gaslighters because they have no sense of self so they deflect everything so what creates a gaslighter is when they were not allowed as a child to understand themselves Um, and so they've grown up being completely unaware of who they are, what they're doing or anything in their life. So automatically when somebody says they did something bad or wrong, they will deflect, 
um, as much as possible in order to protect themselves because they do not know who they are. They don't know what they're doing. They're so scared within their own existence that if somebody calls them wrong or bad, it's shutting them down even farther into this rabbit hole of already fear of not knowing what's happening because they don't have control. And so in turn, they will gaslight you and make you feel crazy because they want you to feel the exact same way that they feel. And so I want so badly for every gaslighter, I really want to go up to their face and be like, fuck you for making somebody else feel crazy. But after I have learned the psychology of it, I have compassion. And I will, I, when I recognize gaslighting behaviors, I will not tolerate that, that shit. I will be angry. I will be stuck up. I will be a bitch. Um, I'll be quiet and I will be defensive because I will not put up with gaslighting fucking behaviors ever again. I've had too many experiences in the past year. Um, and all my childhood, I was gaslit, I'm realizing. But now I know that I cannot fix a gaslight or a narcissist. All I can do is take a break or not talk to them. I can love them from afar. I don't have to, you know, send the middle fingers. I don't have to say fuck you. Um, I've been there, done that, didn't work. Um, they just, again, deflect and they won't take accountability. All you can do is give space and hope that one day that you can find some peace between your guys' connection. And if you can't, wasn't meant to be. But yeah, that's how I've created spaciousness between me and gaslighters, me and narcissists. Um, and now I also understand why they are the way that they are because they have no sense of self. And I've been there, I've done that. Before my trauma healing journey, I'm sure that I've gaslit people because I was so scared because I disassociated so bad as a child to protect myself. Um, and I frowned a lot where I would just like deflect when somebody told me I was a liar or I wasn't doing something right I would tell them no that's not what's actually happening um so technically that is gaslighting so I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means either but I've recognized the behavior and I will not tolerate it in others and when I catch myself doing that I will apologize I will say I did not make you or I did not want to make you feel that way I apologize can we talk about it I want to know how you're feeling um and you know things like that um gaslighters have a really hard time taking accountability because once that they accept that they did something wrong or bad a piece of their world crumbles because if they already subconsciously believe they're wrong or bad then somebody else tells them that then they know it in their bones that they're wrong or bad and then that makes them feel like they're psychotic or crazy or losing their mind or nobody's ever going to love them and so that's why they get so defensive and that's why some gaslighters get so absurdly emotionally and mentally abusive to people because they already feel so incredibly uncomfortable in their own body that they need to drag everybody down with them to make them feel that exact same way so they can have somebody at their same level and same feeling to feel any kind of comfortability um and so yeah it's just it's the awareness is patientness and being like i can get you help but i will not be the one to fix you i will not be the one to be here because i need I don't know where I was going with this, but um, when you encounter these kind of people that need to drag you down to feel the same way, it's it's not a means of being fuck you because, again, when you are, I this is how I imagine it, a gaslighter is like a bull or like a deer with big horns. Um, you ever seen a deer with big horns and then they lock freaking horns and then one of the deer's heads get ripped off because they're trying to break apart their horns after fighting that's basically how gaslighting goes um there's a gaslighter some that's emotionally uh mentally abusing you maybe even physically abusing you in some way and then they will go in and um they'll expect a rise out of you because they want some part of them to be proven correct and if you fight by if you fight back it validates their experience of feeling unlovable um the validates their experience and then the next thing you know you feel incredibly crazy and you are the one with your head cut off and they have you all your energy and they have your head locked onto their horns and you are running around like a chicken with no head um that doesn't get you anywhere because you don't have eyes you can't get anywhere all metaphorically that's the best way that i can logically try to explain any of this um so yeah <laughs> that's my experience right now with gaslighters and shame um and again i'll make a part two about gaslighters specifically and my experience with them and my stories with them and growing up with gaslighters as guardians um 
and all that stuff. So now we're going to quickly talk about um, responses of shame that I received from my... I don't know when it cut out, but I'm trying to look for the thing, the responses that I got um, on my Instagram. So I'm hoping that it picks up. I think that I accidentally turned on a video and then it like completely cut out. Um, and that was a little bit sad. So yeah. Um, hold on, I also need to edit something really quick. Okay, now let's go find my responses. Okay, let's start from the beginning. So yeah, basically my poll on Instagram said, gonna make a podcast episode about shame. I've been pretty MIA on here um, or on my podcast. Um, and I want to hear your guys' responses. So I'm not going to say any names. I'm just going to read off the responses. Um, so the first person says, when I feel stupid or dumb or like I don't belong, um, they feel a lot of shame. The second person, these are all very like, human feelings again um this person says when i was conflicted about standing up for someone i love um versus a rude person that they also loved that they felt a lot of shame the next person says any sort of dancing it always feels so sexual to me because i understood it as sexual as a kid that's a big one for me too i always see that dancing should be a very sensual sexual thing but it's not and a lot of movies make it sexual but it's a free way to move energy through your body and it's so beautiful and those feelings are incredibly valid um this person says feeling shame for the things i've done that people don't know about it feels like i'm hiding that's a really that's a really really hard one i definitely feel that um next one is shame around wanting to heal with that means outgrowing family and their perspectives yeah when we no longer fit into society or families or parents um bubbles of who they want us to be i feel a lot of shame for that too so i 100 percent get that the next one says um um oh okay, never mind i got caught up in another part but this person says can't wait for this episode i feel shame every time after sex that's a really big one that i really want to talk about and i really want to interview somebody on this so i'm looking and manifesting for somebody to want to talk about that um because yeah um even just like anything sensually or sexually with anybody with another human being I feel a lot of shame around too especially if there's not communication about what the person wants or the person's not reading body language I was with somebody where I kept moving their hand away from a place on my body I did not want their their fingers or their hands and they kept wanting to inch them back and I really wanted to be like are you not reading my body language like I'm moving your hand for a reason I will verbally say no if you do not stop. And that was going through my head. Um, And I felt so much shame for not respecting my no better. Um, And so, yeah, I 110% get that. Next one is, when I hurt somebody's feeling, it brings me down into a spiral. Me too. But bad people, people aren't, okay, so basically, I forgot how the quote went. But um, if you are scared of being a bad person, you're not a bad person. Bad people don't worry about being a bad person. So if you hurt somebody's feelings, so valid because I hate when I hurt people's feelings too. Even if I overstep somebody's trauma when I know it's their trauma and I like accidentally like scream and I know it triggers them or make a loud noise or say something. Um, like people know that I don't like when they say sorry a lot to me because it feels like pity and then they, um, that's an example for me and then they'll be like, oh, like I didn't want to pity you and I'm like, it's okay. Um, but like things like that um when I hurt somebody's feelings or I know it's their like respectful no and I accidentally go against that I will also spiral and I feel a lot of shame around that a lot of these things I connect to um I feel a lot of shame when it comes um a lot for me from the way my family has made me feel yeah really deep triggered from childhood yes um again sex sex because I was exposed to porn early and have a weird relationship with my body so a lot of shame in my tummy 110% get that um the last person i was actually the last two people the last and the first two people i was ever sexual with um 
they really embraced all my body like my biggest shames I think in society is anybody's stomach and um I actually put a lot of attention towards my stomach and they were like you know I don't know how I want to explain this on here because again I feel shame right now for even talking about like sexual things um and I never like this fall I was making a lot of episodes around um the porn industry and how bad it is and safe sensuality but since I had my own experiences with people more this past spring I have been really ashamed about talking about any of that and I don't know why and I think I need to get into that but that's very vulnerable for me to share and I know other people will relate to that um and so when um so yeah like I I put a lot more energy into the person loving my stomach and the other flaws of my body um and it's a really beautiful thing the next one says um bad breath because of gut issues such a simple human thing but lots of shame there yeah um it's really hard when you're like with somebody romantically in the beginning and they have bad breath or you do and you're trying to communicate that without them being like ew i don't want to kiss you um but communicating with somebody and being like hey i don't want to kiss you right now it's nothing against you but i don't like the smell of your breath or just communicating that too being like hey i do have gut issues and i cannot help you know that's you know that specific smell that is in my mouth um I want to make you comfortable though how can we make you more comfortable because I like you I know you like me and that's a really hard thing because in any if anything stinks on a human society automatically casts you out and that's something I'm trying to make more compassion of because as a child if my feet stunk if my hair was oily if I smelled like BO at all growing up I was automatically like bullied by my entire family um like one time one Christmas I was really depressed and so I woke up tried working out and this is always so much family drama on Christmas for me so I did not take a shower I literally could not get myself to get into a shower at all um and so my whole family like bullied me on Christmas they're like you stink like a goat you smell like this you smell like that and I'm like my mental health is so bad right now and all you're doing is shitting on me and it's not making me feel any better um and I eventually had to get in the shower because they could not stop complaining about me um and I like also mental health is a whole another avenue of hygienicness um that we can talk about as a collective as well but um yeah that is so human like having bad breath caused by gut issues that's something that's not talked about a lot either is it's like the human thing of like having you know human issues like we have a gut and sometimes nobody's gut is perfect so why you know communication communication is so valid um i feel shame around my unreciprocated love and my grief and the length of my healing journey oh that's a really good one i feel shame around unreciprocated love yeah like when you give love and you don't receive it or somebody like when somebody gives me a lot of love i feel like they expect me to give a lot of love back like, I was also with somebody romantically recently where they, it felt like love bombing though, so I'm kind of conflicted, but they said a lot of things, like, I wrote a poem about it, it's, like, on a couple different of my, like, my social media platforms, but, um, also, I'm, like, on a hardwood floor, and I just, like, jump in the shower with my clothes on, so there might be, like, random noises, and do it that way you will, if you think that I'm farting, whatever, um, but I promise you that I'm not, at the same time, I don't really care what you guys think, um in that avenue but there's a lot of like body shifting weird noises that are happening on the ground right now um for whatever reason i felt like i need to draw attention to that but um the unreciprocated love okay so i was talking about this story so yeah um this person that i was with one time they were really really cute but i felt like i was just not in the headspace because i've never received so much love so i was like trying to absorb all that love that I was being handed all these nice things and so I didn't really know how to give them back in the moment because I was just trying to be present with them so I felt really shameful for not um being as flirtatious with this other person um but like this person we drove to this beautiful hidden spot by this tree um that's like the biggest one of my one of my favorite trees and that's the cedar tree and we were driving these backcountry roads back and my feet were like um hanging outside his window and 
um he had one of his hands on the steering wheel his other hand like he was like playing with my hair and he kept like almost like getting off the road and I was like what and he was like um you know that feeling I don't know how exactly he said it but he said you know that feeling when you reach a destination on your hike and you finally see like the most beautiful part of the hike like the peak of the mountain or whatever um and you're just in complete awe that's the beauty that that you are that's how beautiful you are again I don't remember exactly how he said it um and I was like in shock I was like oh my god that's so cute but I didn't know how to say that back um like later on and it's a you know and so I feel sometimes I feel shameful for that and so often I deflect comments too because I'm like if somebody compliments me I feel like they expect a compliment back so if somebody calls me pretty I'm like oh well you're so pretty too and I've also been told that I also just need to learn how to accept a compliment um and so it's a it's a weird little game I feel shameful for both areas but I definitely get that unreciprocated love um thing and my grief and the length of healing journey when it comes to your length of healing journey I feel the same way like, I feel like, all right, I'm also only 19, and so I feel like I should be all healed by now and live my life, but I'm going to have healing to do until my deathbed. Like, there's always going to be things that trigger me in the nooks and crannies of my my existence that have not been brought up. And so when I'm not done, like, healing, like, last year, I'm like, all right, I'm healed. And then literally some awful things happened this year, and I'm like, oh, yeah, nope, I think I'm starting this healing journey all over again. And I'm not starting it from the beginning. It feels really dragged out, but it's exactly where it's supposed to be. Things are coming up for a reason that I never thought would come up for me to heal. So, yes, valid. So get that. Um, The next one says, surrounding past actions that have affected others in my relationships with them. Yes. Um, When when we're in fight or flight, we say things that we don't often mean, but that are in our subconscious. So if somebody says something... When to me when they're angry, I have compassion that they were working out of fight or flight. But also, it's like the same saying like, um, drunk words are sober thoughts. That's what I feel too. Is if you're going to say those things to me when you're in a rampage, blackout, angry, that also means you're thinking of this subconsciously, so they are truth in your brain. And so therefore, if they really hurt me, I don't want anything to do with you again. But I also have compassion that I cannot just judge you for that one moment. And maybe down the line, I will be open again. But in that moment, I am not. And I'm also honoring that. So I so get that as well. All these I really, really resonated with. Um, so the most prominent one that kept coming up was definitely sensual... sensual <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Um, sensuality and sexuality. And the way that people perform in life. Where that, like... I also notice a lot, um, it's mainly a female audience that listens to this, but I have some men that do listen to this. Um, I've noticed a lot in my experience that men hold a lot of shame around being able to please their partner, and when they cannot, um, they will shut down and they will get defensive. And it's it's a really, really interesting phenomenon that I've noticed that has happened. Or they finish, and then they will feel so shameful that they'll fall asleep. Um, I've heard that in other people, um, connections where like they finally, they get something, they get to climax or they get something out of the connection and then they will fall asleep because they feel ashamed for their actions. Um, I don't even know how to word this, but some men feel a lot of, gosh, I actually don't know if I want to say this without it coming out of a man's mouth, but I don't know if I, at one point in my life, I'm going to get a man come on here and share his exact sexual experience because it's a lot harder to get men to talk about that, especially on internet presence. And I completely get that, no judgment. Um, but I'm manifesting that I can find a person that I can interview in that that's really open about this. Um, because it's a conversation that the whole world deserves to be a part of. Um, so yeah, but anyhow, a lot of some men feel really guilty or shameful from who I've talked to and what I've um, noticed their stories or whatever that they feel... Um, shame for climaxing too soon or not climaxing at all or way too late like taking a long time or making having their part like not being able to please their partner in the first few minutes I also know that straight sex usually only lasts like a few minutes um and I know that 
people that are on both like spectrums that like multiple genders of people they feel um shameful for different type like for me as a as like a buyer pan woman um when I was with a woman and I couldn't please her I felt so guilty even when I say these I so much shame is bubbling up for even sharing that on the internet right now um but I felt so bad I was like what like you know I did the same things that I could do for me and I thought I was communicating I thought they liked it but nothing was happening more um you know things like that or men that I've been with not being able to get me anywhere when they're getting something um you know things like that and so we as humans we often feel that way because sex is such a big part of our part of our culture the way that we communicate um and so yeah it's it's something that we're trying to as a collective I feel trying to dismantle and um inform a new polarities of ways um and which are beautiful and profound rather than making them a shameful experience because any experience we get colliding with another person's body in any way is a form of magic like I've been thinking about that lately like some people hug up culture is a big thing um that's even a magic right within itself like the fact that you're connecting with another human being's body when both parties I'm sure are shameful of their own body and the way they perform, they're coming together and creating an act of magic is so intense and so beautiful. And it's something that we all just need to be like, okay, the the main thing, the heal, the bandage for anything is just communication. Ask what your partner wants. Ask what your partner likes. Educate yourself. Know what you like. Know, you know, how you can tell your partner how to take care of you better. Um, even in friendships, like communicating more relationships and familiar ways and ways of you between you and your boss like however communication in any direction towards any type of situation is what needs to be taught that should be a a curricular thing in school like that should be a mandatory thing is learning how to communicate um i'm so excited for the younger generations or like for our generation to teach our kids communication and the way that it will unravel for more generations but yeah, thank you for coming to my podcast episode. This was so good. Um, I love you all and I deeply appreciate you. And and so yeah, I just I've been pretty MIA in here, but I'm gonna post what I'm gonna post and I always appreciate your guys' DMs. My um Instagram is Hallie Loves at the letter U, or at least my new one is. And so yeah, bye bye.